this will be the toughest test for Ohio State until Michigan at the end of the season. And the history says that there's a real shot Penn State keeps it close tomorrow. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we're going to get into a little bit more basketball with Jacob Rood. He's on to talk some more about who Indiana should be scared of, Hoosiers the favorite going into the season, and we'll ask Jacob about who he thinks could compete with Indiana throughout the year. First, though, of course, we're going to get into the biggest game of the weekend, Penn State against Ohio State. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKED ON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Good show is always lined up here today. As I mentioned, going to start out with the biggest game in the Big Ten of the weekend Ohio State and Penn State in Happy Valley. An opportunity for the Nittany Lions to get a huge, huge upset against the Buckeyes. The line of this game at 15 points in favor of Ohio State and the Buckeyes. So right now everyone's saying Penn State is kind of a long shot to be able to come out and get this upset. But I think that there's a really good chance that when these two teams kick off, we're going to see a really good one tomorrow afternoon. For a couple of reasons. One, the history says that these two teams are going to play it close. Penn State and Ohio State have, at least in recent memory, even when Ohio State has been really, really good, the Nittany Lions have kept things at least manageable all the time. A whole bunch of games have been closed throughout the entirety of the four quarters, which even if you fought with Ohio State in this stretch where they've been dominant, it can be really, really hard to make it where you actually have a shot to win at the end of the game. The stat is in the last five matchups between these two teams, all of them decided by 13 points or less. And 13 points isn't necessarily coming all that close to beating Ohio State. But when you talk about just everyone the Buckeyes have played, nobody can really put together that kind of a resume against this team. Just about everyone has a blowout that is also mixed in at the very least one with all of what may be competitive losses. Penn State's lost all of those games, but they've been able to keep things closed for just about all of it, too. There's stats that say that this year's edition could be close as well. First off, the matchup between the, of course, dominant Ohio State passing game and what is the strength in the Penn State defense in that secondary. Right now, Penn State does a really good job of defending the pass. They have guys like Joey Porter out there who are going to be able to at least be a little bit aggressive here. I would be worried a little bit about the big play opportunity for Ohio State. I don't know exactly how Manny Diaz is going to play this with the Buckeyes, but I would think that at the very least, the Nittany Lions have a chance to be a little bit more aggressive on that defensive front and defending these wide receivers. I think they play it obviously as safe as you need to against this talented of a group. 
But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we see a little bit more of the man-to-man lineups or guys just getting matched up and trusting your defensive backs against some of the best in the country for some of those plays. If Ohio State cashes in on a big one there, then, of course, we don't know what happens if Ohio... I mean, if Ohio State goes out to a big lead here and gets some big plays, this thing could be over early. But we're talking about what Penn State needs to do to be able to win this game. Being able to match up well with the receivers, with the Buckeyes, and at least force C.J. Stroud to do something he hasn't had to do for most of the games. And again, play all four quarters, for one, but also just give him some trouble. He has not had, or at least have to stress out all that much throughout the entire season. There's been at least chances to get wins for Penn State in these games. And this season, Penn State has shown that at the very least, it may have the opportunity to cash in if we get to that point at the end where it has a chance to win a game. Penn State has not been able to finish in these matchups in recent years. But this team has been able to finish in what it's done. On offense, when it gets into the red zone, it finishes drives. uh, It's right now ninth in the nation in red zone scoring. On defense, they've been able to bend but not break. Right now 17th in the nation in opponent red zone scoring. So if the breaks go Penn State's way, the things that they've been doing this season would suggest that they have the roster that could be able to cash in on the opportunity. I don't know what the odds are that Ohio State just blows this thing open in the fourth quarter is one that doesn't matter again like so many Ohio State games have been. But if Penn State does keep it close, there's evidence to suggest that this team has the ability to close out in a way that the other Penn State teams just were not able to do. Turnovers is another thing. Seventh in turnover margin in the country, Penn State. So if you get that kind of turnover luck and then have the ability to cash in on opportunities... Those are the kind of things that make the difference between a game where you just got close and a game where you upset a dominant Ohio State team. Penn State, again, is the toughest matchup the Buckeyes have before Michigan at the end of this season. So if they get through this game, it's pretty much going to be easy sailing up until then. If you want to see a more interesting and a third team get involved in what is this Big Ten race, then you're rooting for the Penn State win. And I think that, really, if you think about it, this is a team that has the opportunity to win it at the end if they get the chance, which is the one thing that this Penn State team has been lacking when it's faced off against Ohio State in recent years. We're going to talk to Jacob Rood in just a second about basketball stuff as we get ready for the hoops season. It's right around the corner, sneaking up on us just a couple of weeks away, even less than that now, as we are getting close to the start of the official year. Exhibition games already underway. So with Indiana as the favorite, who are the teams that the Hoosiers are scared of? We'll talk to Jacob about that in just a second. First, though, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest way to spice up your college football season. One of the reasons I love it is because it's one of the easiest ways, too, to also be able to Watch your teams, but also get involved on the action on the screen too. This is Daily Fantasy, where what you do is you go and pick your favorite players around the Big Ten, or go and take a look at all the numbers that they have at Underdog Fantasy, and you pick whether you think 
two to five different players will get higher or lower than the numbers on the site. If you win, you can get up to 10 times worth your money that you put in every single time that you play. It really is that simple. And again, it's really easy to just be able to then watch your teams as you normally would, but also have your little bit of motivation and rooting interest in there too. So go on over to underdogfantasy.com and find the Underdog Fantasy app too in the App Store and Google Play Store. You can get started with a $100 deposit match with our promo code locked on. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Alongside Jacob Rood, host of Locked On Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to take a break from the football here to get a little bit more basketball insight as we get ready for the start of the season. The Hoosiers are the number one team in the Big Ten pretty much across the board if you ask the, ask the experts going into the season. But Jacob's here to answer a couple of other more interesting questions if you ask me. Who are the Hoosiers afraid of as they come into this season as the Big Ten favorites? We'll get into that in a second here. But, Jacob, as you first get into this Big Ten season, since the last time we talked, Trace Jackson Davis named a preseason All-American for the second time. Is I mean, I guess what are the expectations for him going into this year for IU? Yeah, he's pretty much uh... – kind of picked up all the accolades you can get leading into this season in terms of all American awards, uh, AP, um, just everywhere. Basically uh, big 10 player preseason player of the year, any kind of notable all American, uh, award he's been on it. Yeah. I mean, individually for him, there's not a whole lot left to do. Um, he's kind of, accomplished and, and gotten all the awards he's going to move pretty high up on kind of all-time scoring rebounding blocks leaderboards for the program but the message from him has been the team he 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 wants to accomplish something special as a team now uh and he wants to be part of a, a, a team that that wins Big Ten titles, national titles, as has been what they've been saying. Um, so kind of in a roundabout way, what's left for him to accomplish is to win some type of trophy, some type of, of title here in his presumably final season at Indiana. How big of a disappointment would it be if he comes away with none of those trophies? Uh, you went into it a minute, but I mean, Big Ten title, of course, regular season or tournament, uh, NCAA tournament, we've gone plenty into, but it's been a while since IU has taken home one of those trophies you're talking about. Yeah, 2015-16 was the last time IU won a title. I was pulling it up to make sure, but um, that was the regular season Big Ten title. They've never won a, a Big Ten tournament title. I guess it would depend in some ways on how everything plays out. Um, but then again, IU is the favorite and pretty much the consensus favorite um, coming into the season. So it would be a disappointment if IU doesn't um, win the, the Big Ten regular season title. I think there's varying degrees to which it could be a disappointment. It Maybe the somebody else steps up and 
it's a a really competitive race to the end then you're disappointed but um not like heartbroken or anything but if this team just kind of doesn't live up to any sort of expectations and yeah it would be a pretty big one because there's a lot of hype around this team internally and externally uh this is probably the this i wouldn't even say probably this is the best team indiana's had since that 2015-16 team that won uh the big 10 regular season title made it to the the sweet 16 so in a lot of ways, that's kind of the bar people are measuring this team up against right now. Win the win a Big Ten title, make a run now into the NCAA tournament, and in a lot of ways, if they don't meet kind of those expectations, it will feel like a bit of a disappointment. So, Jacob, the Hoosiers are the favorites going into the season, and because of that, we'll talk to you a lot throughout the course of the start of this campaign. But the reason why we have you on here today is I want to know. Who are the teams that scare you the most right now? If IU is the favorite and what seems like a clear cut favorite right now, who are the teams out there that make you think, okay, these are the ones who could get up there and challenge us by the end of the season, or even just the ones who in a single game, you feel like this is a team that can compete with us. If we come out on there on the court, who are those teams that are up there with you? Well, it's the first answer I kind of thought of to this is maybe a bit of a trick answer, but Purdue is always going to be up there. I mean, it's a rival. Purdue's not bad this season. Um, They're kind of in that that top five group, uh, depending on how you kind of rank everyone else. So um, Zach Eady kind of had his way both games against IU, um, really got he got Trace Jackson Davis into foul trouble right away in the first one. Even though IU won that game, Trace only played, I think, like a dozen minutes uh, in that contest. So uh, Purdue's caused problems before. I know they've lost quite a bit. Um, kind of in that same vein, Hunter Dickinson has been kind of a tough matchup for uh, Trace Jackson Davis as well. So in that Michigan team, it's kind of hard to predict what they're going to be like. Uh, and so, I mean, IU – got walloped by him in the regular season they came out shot the ball extremely well Hunter Dickinson was uh, scoring and making sure everybody knew about it and he uh, he really kind of had his way with Trace now IU kind of got some revenge in the Big Ten tournament but those are two names right away that kind of jump off uh, the table to me Ohio State I think has the chance to be really good by the end of the season depending on kind of how all that young talent gels Um, it's not a team I use kind of traditionally struggled against necessarily, but um, kind of looking on paper and a team that that could kind of be a dark horse, I guess, would be Ohio State. I still think this is going to be a a pretty competitive um, Big Ten, and especially that top five, top six we've kind of talked about. Even if IU might be the consensus, I still think there's a lot of competition in there. So there's any number of names. Michigan State's always a tough game. Uh, for everybody and going up there is always a a challenge for Indiana so um, there's a number of different schools but uh, I mean Purdue obviously is always going to be the one that IU kind of circles and game plans for the most and they play them really they play Purdue and Michigan two of their final three games of the season so it's going to be two uh, tough games at the end of the season. 
So last year we had Michigan going into the season as kind of, they were a top 10 preseason team, didn't live up to the expectations in the regular season, but make the tournament, make the Sweet 16. That's a conversation for Isaiah Hole, our Lockdown Wolverines host. But the point being is that at least going into that season, we had a Michigan team that seemed like it was in front, but the feeling was kind of like, it's not like anyone's sort of dominating this conference right now. Do you think that this is an Indiana team that is a legitimate step above everyone else? Or is it more like last year? We're like, okay, Indiana may be at the top, but we're kind of just waiting to figure out and see who else is up there with them. Uh, right now, I would say it's closer to that latter one. I think it, mm-hmm. the, the, the kind of idea I've had is that basically – IU is the most known quantity when it comes to the Big Ten. They have a a, a whole lot of players coming back. Trace, um, Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson, a lot of guys coming back that have been around. Um, I know they're adding two freshmen, but still kind of considering what everybody else lost around them, Illinois, Michigan, Purdue, Ohio State, all those programs, Iowa, that, that lost stuff around them. There's a lot of unknowns with them. So um, part of the reason I think IU is kind of this consensus pick is because in a lot of ways they're kind of the safest of the picks um, because there's a higher floor there, I think. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting. It's sort of a baseline with Indiana. I still think the ceiling's pretty high, and I think that IU could be a, a really good team this season. But um, I just think right now there's a lot of – questions about the rest of the Big Ten uh, that may not be there quite as much with Indiana um, having not seen obviously any of them play yet well I think that's even a better spot to be in than say Michigan was going into the season last year because as you mentioned this is a measure of what's the proven talent for the Hoosiers even last year when Michigan was a top 10 team it was more about the talent that they were bringing in, the incoming freshmen, the incoming good talent that was going to come in and take over that squad. And while I agree, I mean, you mentioned it's not quite like Indiana's dominating anybody else in the Big Ten right now going into the season. But I think there's a difference between what was a top 15 Michigan team last year and what is a top 15 Indiana team this year. Michigan last year was pretty much a lot of speculation, thinking about what that team could do. I I think I'm right. I think you're right with what you were saying, is that this year the reason why Indiana is favored is more because it's the proven talent that's there as opposed to the potential. And I think that's a better place to be going into a season with Indiana than where you were last year with Michigan. I mean, Again, that team made the Sweet 16, but there were plenty of roadblocks along the way. I'm feeling pretty good if I'm a Hoosier fan right now. Yeah, and I think the kind of the best summary of that is simply that Indiana's kind of ranked on what their baseline necessarily is right now, where Michigan was ranked more on what their potential could be. Um, and when Michigan struggled at the beginning of the season, struggled through most of the season, really, um, before kind of finding their way in the tournament, Um it, it didn't look great. Indiana could have some struggles, but ultimately when you have a guy like Trace Jackson Davis um, that is going to provide a certain baseline for you to, on both ends of the floor, there isn't as much volatility there. So 
Um, I I know it, it's kind of weird because when I step back and think about this, um, I mean, this is an IU team that that snuck into the tournament and got walloped by 25 points to St. Mary's once they got there. And it, it's weird kind of saying, well, they're the safest bet. It might say a lot about the Big Ten, but uh, again, this is a team that brought back basically everything from that group. It's Mike Woodson's second year, and you're adding two top 25 recruits to it. So there are reasons to believe it'll get better. But at times, I just kind of step back and think, are we overrating them a little bit? I, I think that there is a, a lot of talent on this team. Maybe I'm just trying to protect myself from the uh, the expectations. But yeah, I think in a lot of ways, you're kind of ranking what the baseline is for this IU team, which is different than what you were doing last year with Michigan. Jacob, listen, you go ahead and protect yourself from your emotions. <laughs> I am going to buy in on the Hoosiers hype. I am ready for Indiana basketball to be great again. And uh, you can be as cautious of you as you want about it. I am going in right now on this team. So be ready for it when this season gets started. Yeah, I am typically a, uh, a pretty big optimist. So um, maybe this is just me trying to guard myself against that. Uh, I, you had some frustrating seasons under Archie and the end of the Tom Crean era. And this feels, this feels like something that could be really special this season. I just want to, I don't want to be hurt again. I want to make sure that uh, this is going to be um, as special a season as it, it's kind of shaping up to be right now. You know, even you just saying, Tom Crean, Archie Miller, it gives me a little bit of some flashbacks. So don't just, we'll stop this now. I'm happy. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for Indiana basketball and it'll be a whole lot of fun to watch. Big 10 basketball is just a couple of weeks away. It's sneaking up on us. Jacob Root here with us from Locked On Hoosiers is going to be able to provide us with all sorts of insight throughout the season. And of course here today as well. Thanks Jacob for joining us. If you want to know anything else about Hoosiers, be sure to follow in with his show every weekday. We'll talk to you again soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks again to Jacob Rood for talking some basketball with us here on the show. Going to get a little bit more into that as we get closer and closer to the season. Of course, though, can never get away from the football as we are getting into the really nitty-gritty in the home stretch in the Big Ten. Let's wrap things up by taking a look at all of the news around the Big Ten that we hadn't gotten to quite yet today. Ticket prices for tomorrow's big game between Penn State and Ohio State are down, way down. Uh, right now being reported is around $50 you can get tickets to this game. The game has not sold out. I know it was said when I saw online that Ohio State's visiting fan allotment had not sold out. It's a little bit of weird uh, in the quote that I'm reading here. A few reasons for that, but the fact Ohio State's allotment area didn't sell out says something about noon kicks in the middle of nowhere, which is just a... I mean, it's going to be a really big game, and it's maybe going to be, I don't know, I haven't looked at the weather in Happy Valley, but I feel like the atmosphere there is going to be really good, and they'll get the people out there. C.J. Stroud had an odd quote. Uh, Ryan Dave earlier this week, I don't know if this is what caused Stroud to say this, but he had a quote where he was saying that he was fined from not going to an ESPN award show because he was going to recruit C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud said in a quote earlier today, Quote, I didn't come to Ohio State for no coach or nothing. I came here for Julian, Jackson, and Gee. They're the ones who recruited me, which I have no problem with saying that, hey, I had great players I wanted to play with. That's why I came here. A lot of people are saying that it's kind of a jab at Coach Ryan Day. I'm not seeing that. 
There's been more watch list announcements made as we get closer to the college basketball season. The Kareem Abdul-Jabbar watch list for the best center in the nation has both Hunter Dickinson and Zach Eady from Michigan and Purdue on it. And also the Carl Malone watch list includes Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana, Iowa's Chris Murray, and also Dante Scott of Maryland. Three Big Ten players making that list for the best power forward in the nation. On tonight's Big Ten schedule, some big matchups in field hockey and also regular hockey. Number five, Penn State is at number 19, Rutgers in field hockey. That's going to be a good one. Also in the ice rink, number one, Minnesota is on the road at number 11, Ohio State. And there will be a non-conference top 25 matchup, number 17, Western Michigan at number four, Michigan on the ice. That's a look at the top 25 matchups for tonight in the Big Ten. Of course, a big day of football coming tomorrow. We'll have it all covered for you here throughout the week next week and on Twitter as well throughout the weekend too. You can follow us on Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at Locked On Big Ten. It's one zero at the 10 at the end, not T-E-N. And also follow me on Twitter at Nate with Sports. I'll tweet out throughout the weekends during college football season and all the time too as well hope you enjoy your weekend happy halloween weekend for those who are celebrating and of course we'll talk to you on monday on actual halloween here on locked on big 10